This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, it is Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio, who found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. We've been chatting a lot about the NFL. Let's welcome board right now. Uh, former executive with the Jets and the Miami Dolphins and executive vice president of football operations down there in South Beach. And that is Mike Tannenbaum, who joins us now. Hey, Mike, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Mike, what's up? Hey, great to be with you guys. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Mike. Good morning. Uh, you know, a lot to get into it with you. You know, let's start here. What about, you know, with one of your former teams and the Dolphins here and, and they're, what they've done, you know, they're once again, uh, you know, they're a 21, 22-point underdog this week in Dallas against the Cowboys, tearing it down, tanking however you want to describe it. You know, how bad of a look, Mike, do you think this is for the NFL? Yeah, I know everyone's using that term, tanking and all, but look, that's probably half of the equation in terms of requiring a lot of picks for the future, and obviously they have a plan that they feel good about and want to execute. But on the other hand, you have a rookie head coach in Brian Flores who's well thought of in league circles and worked really hard to get the job he has. And he's going to work hard and his staff's going to work hard, and they're going to try to put together the best game plan they can to play you know, the Cowboys this week. So on the one hand, you, know, you have the front office. They're doing their job. They're trying to look to the future. And then on the other hand, you know, you have the coaching staff that has to get up in front of 53 players starting this morning at 8 o'clock with the game plan meeting, and they're going to walk in there with, you know, what they feel is the best game plan possible to be as competitive possible, you know, for Sunday's game. Hey, Mike, how would you uh, how would you grade the Giants' handling of the whole quarterback situation, you know, with Eli and, as we know, with Daniel Jones now will start going forward here for the Giants? Give, give us your, your viewpoint on the whole situation. Yeah, well, the one thing that surprised me, guys, and I, I – Put something out on social media about this which is, I understand that you know they felt like it was time to move on, and you certainly can make that case. The part that I didn't understand was they gave up a first, they traded Odell Beckham, got a first and third. That makes complete sense to me. Um, but then you pay seventeen million dollars for two games for Eli Manning. So in my mind, if you're going to move on and start over, you got Coach Sherman, you believe in him, you got Daniel Jones, and we're going to move forward. Then why not move on to Eli Manning in the off season, which gives him a chance to go someplace else, and you have a chance to use those cap dollars and get another draft choice. So I wasn't really sure if they were going to make that move, why they would do that after two games to me, like he's either your guy or he's not. And in terms of like moving forward now, look, when I was a GM of the Jets, we were able to trade for Brett Favre, and we would all love to have these noble, romantic endings in terms of Favre should retire, a Packer, Jerry Rice should retire, 49er, Eli Manning should retire, a Giant, but that's just not the reality of our world. And I wouldn't be surprised if we were sitting here in a couple of weeks, guys, having a conversation and Eli Manning was with another team because I think when you tear Eli Manning apart inside is a world-class competitor. And if it comes down to him sitting on the sidelines or having a chance to play quarterback for a team that may have a chance for the playoffs, I'd be surprised if he didn't 
choose that opportunity. Now, he would have, I mean, Mike, you would agree he'd have to go to the Giants to waive that. I mean, or if you were, if you were Gettleman, would you go to, I mean, maybe those conversations have already happened. I mean, to my understanding, I, I don't think Eli wants to go anywhere right now, but that could change. But then how do you handle here, Eli, here moving forward, Mike, if you were Gettleman? Yeah, that's, uh, to me, when I've dealt with those situations over the various points of my career, is you bring the player in, you have ownership, you have the head coach, and say, hey, look, we're on the same side of the table here. You're an all-time great. You're a Super Bowl champion in New York City, and you will be revered forever. With that said, is there a better sort of ending for us now in terms of you going someplace else, getting a chance to play, us recouping a pick or two where for the 2019 season we could have a better situation for all of us and then in the future there'll be a time and a day where we will honor you the way that you should be honored so i would pull the player in i would make him part of that discussion and see if collectively we could get to a result that we all feel really good about hey mike so uh, let's go down to jacksonville right so there's a lot going on there, obviously with jalen ramsey and stuff love to get your your opinion on this and how how to handle this i mean because you know I'd like to see him, I don't want to speak for Moose, but we kind of were talking about this earlier, like Jalen Ramsey possibly staying with the Jaguars, if that's possible. He kind of fits in great down there, Florida State guy, all stuff, great corner, you know, no doubt about it. And if if and when or how, is there a way that the Jaguars can sit down with him with Marone and stuff, work something out, or, or you don't think that's going to happen? Does he finish the season as a Jaguar or not? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, for 20 years, I felt like I was chasing corners, left tackles, and quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to have a Jalen Ramsey, and I've been fortunate to have a couple of my career and Darrell Revis, sure. and yeah. to a certain extent, Xavier Howard, where not only are they great players, guys, but what people oftentimes forget is how much more valuable they make everybody else. And, and here's what I'm talking about. When he could play man-to-man on DeAndre Hopkins, you now have 10 other defenders that you can now double-team other players. Not only is he great, but he makes his value is created in what you can do with the other 10 players. And I saw that firsthand at the Jets, the way Rex Ryan would use uh, Darrell Revis. And if you're fortunate as an organization to get one of those players in your building, you do whatever you can to keep him there. And we all saw what happened in terms of that sideline blow-up. I would really be focused on not what happened, but why it happened, and work really hard with you know Jalen and his agent to say, okay, let's see what we can fix within reason here. And when you're running a team, look, you're never going to have 53 players that are totally happy. You're not going to have 53 players that feel like, wow, I'm getting paid incredibly fairly. Um, that's just not the reality of the business. So you just work hard to minimize the problems the best you can. Yeah, it's Mike. Right now, if you were if you looked at that situation. Uh, from the outside looking in, do you think that relationship's repairable? Do you think Ramsey remains a Jaguar? I do. And, and again, you know, over the years, I've seen countless sort of those situations pop up in this day and age because of the popularity of our sport. It's going to get covered closely. Social media, obviously, is going to be a force multiplier, but football's a game of emotion. It's filled with highly competitive, confident people, and they're going to disagree. And that's, you know, that's okay. Um, Coach Parcells talked about conflict on a daily basis, and yeah. uh, he also talked about how winning is a great deodorant. So, um, you know, if Jacksonville turns his things around and wins one or two games, they'll be talking about, hey, can we rally around Garden Minshew? Or there'll be more rumors about should Jacksonville try to acquire Eli Manning. Um, those conversations hopefully will be 
what we're talking about with Jacksonville in the next week or two. Well, keeping with a lot of the theme of what we've been talking about for a couple of days is quarterbacks at Drew Brees. As you know, Mike, uh, with the Saints, you know, get the injury and stuff's going to be out for several, several weeks. You think the Saints can stay can they stay above water while they wait for Brees to return? They got a lot of offensive weapons, as you know. Michael Thomas, Kamara, and all this jazz, a good defense. Um, talk about the Saints. Give us your view on that and as far as uh, if they can stay above water until Breeze gets back. I, I do. There's also I agree with everything you just said, and I would add one other interesting scheduling quirk. Over the next six weeks, they have one division game. So if they could figure out a way to win a couple games here, which I think they could between Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, uh, mm. a quarterback they like a lot, Yeah, um, they will have a lot of their division games in front of them. So it's uh, as bad as the news is with Drew Brees getting hurt, this scheduling quirk may actually uh, work to their benefit. We're talking to Mike Tannenbaum, former GM with the Jets, executive vice president, former executive vice president uh, of football operations with the Miami Dolphins. Mike, if we sit and switch here, you've seen in the NBA where it, you know it's become kind of a player's leverage league. Um, are we seeing? Are we starting to see that kind of shift here in the NFL? I think we got to be a little careful of that because I know we've, we've seen some trades recently where it does appear to be player driven. I would say. Each of those situations, you could look at a Melvin Gordon or a Trent Williams where they're still respectively with the Chargers and the Redskins. So while it, we've seen it anecdotally, I don't think it's necessarily a trend. And when we have seen those trends, I think the teams that have sent those players away have also acquired a lot of draft capital. So you could say arguably those are win-wins, but you know, let's keep monitoring that because it could be the start of something bigger. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, you know, we talk about a lot here on our show, Moose and I, Mike, that you know, where it's like you get players, and, and I'm sure you've experienced this, and but it seems like a lot more now where, where if someone doesn't want to be there, even if you, you know, if if they're an excellent player or the money's, whatever the deal is, if, if you don't want to be, it's like a relationship, right? If you don't want to be with someone, they can't force you to stay with them or vice versa. So, I mean, uh, what's your stance on that? Like, if someone does not want to be with the team, but you really need them or contractually they should be, I mean, you still want them on your team if they don't want to be there. I think you have to work really hard from the day they come in the building. you got to recruit your own. And you have to – and I've been very fortunate. I've always been in situations where I've had very uh, engaged owners, very supportive owners. And uh, it, it's interesting because what the public doesn't see is pro football is the ultimate people business. And if you do a good job within reason and understand the different goals and securities that all players have – and try to solve those problems on the front end, hopefully you're minimizing their desire to leave your organization. And sometimes it does get past the point of no return, and I look back at my career, and those are some of the biggest mistakes or regrets I have. So what I've learned is you try to embrace the people in your organization literally from day one, and whoever else is in their ecosystem, girlfriend, wife, parent, uncle, agent, whatever it may be, and make them feel fulfilled, have them be an active participant again within reason and know that we're in it's in their best interest for them to be happy successful and you hope it doesn't get to that point because you obviously you don't want people in your program that aren't happy there uh but with that said i don't think you could just indiscriminately reward somebody by knocking on your door and say hey you know what i asked for x you offered me y so i want to leave because you don't want to turn style either you know, Mike, uh, up to up to Foxborough here, and you know, obviously everything surrounding Antonio Brown and what his availability is going to be moving forward. You know, there was an SI piece. There's a civil lawsuit. The accuser in that civil lawsuit met with the NFL 
uh, and investigators at the league office for 10 hours on Monday. Curious about the signing, though, Mike. You know, Taz and I had a, a, an interesting discussion, and, you, you know, you have guys investigate. I mean, teams have all got security personnel. When when that Antonio Brown saga goes down out in Oakland, right, and New England signs him, you know, for as a franchise, and every franchise is a little bit different, but I'm saying if you were running – would you have an idea? Would there be some sort of a background check where you'd have an idea of of maybe this coming up, or is this a case where that's you know we're maybe giving the organization a little bit too much credit? That does not go down. I mean, how exactly? You know, they, reportedly the New England Patriots were caught blindsided. They did not know the civil lawsuit was coming down with Antonio Brown. But there are there investigations, background checks with players. Yes, and there's two levels. There's uh, team security and league security. So. Um, when you sign a player, they take a physical, they have to sign a contract, and you can see whether or not they're eligible to play. Um, and you certainly have team security that can do perfunctory sort of um, investigations. But one thing we got to keep in mind that as of today, where we are with this, is it's a civil allegation. So sure. that's really an important distinguishment. It's person A making a claim against person B. Now, these are very serious claims, and if true, you know, it totally changes. The context of this conversation, it could obviously lead to a criminal investigation, but players do get involved with civil disputes over pay or, you know, a lot of other issues. So um, it won't be the first or last time that a player is playing with, with again, um, a civil allegation. Now, again, this whole discussion could change once it becomes criminal. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, sticking on the topic of the Patriots, so... Obviously, we all know the greatness of Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady and stuff. I mean, maybe this is, I don't know, an overstatement, but I don't know. It might not be. Is this, in your opinion, is this the the best all-around Patriots team in the Bill Belichick era that we've seen? Well, I would say this. You know, first of all, it's two games in, so right. let's, you know, proceed with caution. But the only concern I see on the team for them right now is the depth of their offensive line. They lost David Andrews right before opening day, who's a really talented, underrated center who unfortunately is dealing with a medical issue this year. And then Isaiah, when they left tackle, um, went on IR a year ago, went on IR this year. And whether or not um, they could withstand any other injuries on their offensive line over six, you know, the remaining 14 regular season games, uh, that would be the one concern I would keep my eye out for in terms of the Patriots. Uh, Mike, when um, you know you, you look at um, you know situations like you know Andrew Luck and, and early retirements in the National Football League, you know, do you think this is something that executives in the NFL have got? To, you know, we're seeing obviously the the beating take a toll on, on Cam Newton down in Carolina. When you have a game plan and you're laying out your organization, is this something that you think that league executives have now got to keep in mind with the amount of money that players can make early on in their career, with the beating that their bodies take, that they might not be Tom Brady or Eli Manning or Roethlisberger, that they're going to hang around to late 30s, early 40s? It's just another challenge. Um, when you run a team, you have to have contingencies, and contingencies come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, in 2017, we're in training camp. In Miami, we had a really good 2016 season, went to the playoffs, non-contact drill, Ryan Tannehill, out for the year, torn ACL. Um, I've just seen it a lot in my career. It's another layer of contingency that you have to have in the back of your mind. Um, and you try to build your roster within reason with as much depth and contingencies as possible. And your point is a good one. It's a fair one. It's just the next layer. 
Yeah, fair enough. And final one for me, Mike, is this. You know, you worked with Adam Gaze down there in Miami. You know, early on here with the Jets, it's been a little bit of a struggle. What about uh, what about the expectations here? And what should Jet fans expect for Gaze here once they get Darnold back? Yeah, I mean, it's it's remarkable where we are. You know, we used to talk about two to three years. You got you know, coach to establish his program, his offense. You know, we're, we're two games in, and he's had three quarterbacks. So, um it, that's hard to do. You know, it'd be hard for, you know, Newt Rocking or Bill Belichick to have three quarterbacks in two weeks. So um, knowing Adam the way I know him, nobody's more disappointed in, you know, how they played Monday night. Um, and hopefully Sam Darnold can, you know, change things quickly. It's hard to win, though, when, you know, you're out there with Luke Falk, and Luke's a guy we had on our practice squad in Miami a year ago. Um, but he's obviously not getting a lot of reps between Trevor Simeon and Sam Darnold. So, he was really forced in a tough situation the other night, and um, I would expect him to play better. He's a he's a good coach, you know. He's earned the right to be a, a two time head coach, and I think we just got to keep in context that you know it's it's two weeks in. And Mike, uh, when you were up at Roscoe Diner, right, trying to get that contract <laughs> done with Darrell Revis, what did you go with when you were going with those negotiate? <laughs> when that deal finally get done, did you go a little disco fries? Did you go omelet? Did you go burger? What did you go with at the diner? <laughs> You know, I, one of the main mistakes I made is if I would have gone with the disco fries earlier, I probably would have gotten the deal done and softened up Revis's agents a lot more. You know, I should have been such a hard line and gone with, you know, strict protein. So that, those are one of the many mistakes you could chalk up in my career. <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, we appreciate you giving us a couple minutes. Continued success on, on the TV side of things, and uh, thanks for a couple minutes this Th- morning. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate All it. Right, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Take care, you got it. Mike Tannenbaum, uh, former executive with Mike the Jets. Guy. Oh, good guy. Got him yes. back on, Moose. Yeah. Got him back on. I have, I have more questions. I, I do. I, do, I have more. I have more things You're I want to ask. Him. No, I'm being serious. I do. I want to ask him well, about I, hard knocks. I, I forgot to ask him. I want to oh, ask he, if he had to redo it. Call him back. No, I'm kidding. If, if he had to redo it, would, would he Would he? You know, would he want to do that when he was with the Jets? Yeah, we, that would have been a great one. I've been Next time. Well, I ask good questions. You know. I know you do. I'm not saying that. I thought you were just being sarcastic. I'm no. sorry. I read, your, I read the terrain wrong. <laughs> Disco come back. Fries. Disco yes. fries are great. We'll come back. We got the three for you. Uh, three headlines you need to know here on this uh, on this Wednesday morning. Disco fries. I like the. I, I'm a big brown uh, brown gravy with fries. Oof, I don't need the me cheese, too, buddy. Me too. I'm the same. I've never been to Roscoe Diner. I know what it is. Roscoe Diner is very I've good. Driven by it a million yes. times. I know what it is. Um, so we're talking. And for those that are yeah. driving, you know, Texas, Mississippi, wherever, <laughs> all the great affiliates across the country. Upstate New York, yeah. if you go north on your way to like the Syracuse area. Towards Albany. Or towards whatever, Albany. Too, yeah. There's, uh, you know, small towns or whatever. Roscoe Diner. It's a great fisherman area. You yeah. can, a great trout fishing in that area sure. for all the fishermen out there. Roscoe Diner is a very famous diner. But yes. I was a big brown uh, 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 fries with brown, brown gravy. Brown gravy. Yeah, I like that. A Dip lot of in. diners have that. Oh, yeah, my but, God. But, it's great. Yeah, I heard the Roscoe's the good gimmick, though. Very good. Spot. Yes. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. We got the three coming your way here momentarily. Bogus is in the house, yeah. third and final time this morning. Sometimes you see first pitches, and yeah. you no, know, Taz, you've done that ceremonial first pitches, and they're not great. Ed Reed going out for the Baltimore Orioles. How do you do? Oh, fantastic. Did he really? No, no doubt. I thought you were joking. No, no, absolutely fantastic. On the mound, wound up basically a perfect strike. The uh, the Orioles, or I think the Ravens, 
uh, tweeted out the video right from behind the plate. Did he? Was he on the mound? He was or, on the mound. Oh, you know, some guys they put your yeah, head in the mound. Yeah, put your head them. in the mound. It appeared to me now the the vantage point was behind home, behind the catcher. It looked like he was on the mound. Well, you know my story from yeah, Shea. Yeah. I don't no, want to get into it. Yeah, know, no, I, I know. Well, you've done it a number of times down in minor leagues as well. Yes, I've done minor leagues. Uh, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota you? Twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, uh, you. that's not a minor league team. I, no, I, that's I, not. But you've been all over. <laughs> no, you've I have. You've been, done I've a, done a lot a, of those. Yeah, things. I did, what's the? I forgot the name. And, and uh, the Yankees, uh, Trenton uh, Thunder, Trenton Thunder. Yes, Trenton Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right on the. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but his release was not that good. Dude, that's a great pitch. I mean, you should have saw mine. Dude, that dude, he's threw he threw a seed. And then he pitched three scores <laughs> for the Orioles. <laughs> he threw it. Ed Reed. Ed, Ed Reed, Reed is the man, dude. Ed Reed was is um the greatest safety the NFL's ever seen. Yeah, no, he he's oof. yeah, he might be he's up there. Yeah, he's I think he's the great for my money, he's the greatest safety I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh we gotta talk about that one day. I don't know. You have one that's greater than Ed Reed? Um, I'm just thinking, because I'm a fan of Ed Reed. And by the way, side note. You know, Palomalo? I would take great. Ed Reed over Troy Palomalo. Um, you know, by the way, quick note. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Ed Reed still, he was just there this past, um, this past Sunday. He goes to all the Ravens. I have a lot of friends of mine that are Raven, Raven, they live in Baltimore, Raven okay. fans, you know, wrestling guys. And um, they have these Big crazy tailgates, the Ravens, like official tailgates. Okay, he's at all of them. That's great, and he just hangs out with all the, all the fans. That's like, awesome. He's just like a regular guy. That's cool. Like, see him with the big beard and stuff That's like great. that. Yeah, but That's yeah, cool. he's he's um he was a stud at Miami. Oh my god, he was great at Miami, yeah. and uh, I never th- I thought he was going to be a really good player, but he developed into an absolute immortal. And uh, that's great that he's at those Ravens. Yeah, he's at all those tailgates. Yeah, my buddy sends me. Um, he sends me what do you call it? Like uh, text because he knows I'm a big fan of. It. He sends me like, a video of him and stuff like that. Uh, no, to answer your question, no, I'd probably go Ronnie Lott. I think a little bit. I mean, I was a big fan of Ronnie Lott. Okay. I think Kenny Easley was underratedly great for the Seahawks. I'm from a little bit older. Kenny Easley was amazing. Yep. Um, but but no uh, no doubt. I mean, I mean he's put, right there. He's right I, you there. Know, yeah. And yeah. and you know he could certainly you know listen. Ed Reed wasn't as physical as Ronnie Lott. Oh, um, I mean, animal. Lott was Lott would animal. drop the hammer. Uh, on you. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, return game, Ed Reed winning, ball in the air, going to get the ball. Whenever he intercepted a football task, yeah. I always thought he was taken back to the house for a touchdown. Right. Great teammate, right. a winner. You know, like we were talking about Ramsey before, a guy that just knew how to win, and Ramsey hasn't won anything. But Reed knew how to win, knew what he needed to do. True. was such a smart player as well. Uh, but there you uh, go. And, and before his untimely death, I mean, Sean Taylor – was amazing. Uh, only Red skin skins, jersey man. I have. Taylor and, and really? John Riggins. Well, that's those, those are the only two, great, two jerseys. Great. I, have. I mean, Sean Taylor would have probably oh. gone down to be that guy was special, a legend, special. Just and amazing. you look at all the guys now that wear the twenty one. Yep, yep, like Landon Collins is doing now. With I mean, they all do it because of respect for Sean Taylor. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's it awesome. really is. Um, speaking focus, of, speaking of awesome, look who's here. Yeah, I almost prefer you guys being mean to me than being... Oh, that'll happen. Great. Don't worry. The voice of Delaware football. Hello, everybody. Here's your report. It is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Blue Hen Jones. The yeah. New York football giants take the practice field in a little more than two That's hours. Mascot. Yes, we got it. Their That's first the practice... <laughs> With rookie Daniel Jones as their starting QB. 
Jets QB Sam Dartle returned to the team facility yesterday. He's apparently winning his fight with Mono at the moment, but week five still probably the earliest he can return. Backup Trevor Simeon suffered a season-ending left ankle injury in Monday night's loss to the Browns. Luke Falk starts Sunday in New England, and the Jets are reportedly signing David Fales to back him up. He has played for Adam Gase in both Miami and Chicago. And then there are the Steelers prepping for life without Ben Roethlisberger. Head coach Mike Tomlin firmly behind Mason Rudolph. He's more than ready for the opportunity. Um, he aches for Ben, but at the same time, he's excited about aches having an opportunity to deliver for his aches. teammates yeah, and ready to prove that his, his overall readiness. I need mean, that's considered that stolen, Coach Tomlin, because whenever any of you men are out sick, I'm going to say, let's say Pete the Body's out sick. I'm saying, man, I ache for Stop. Pete the you Body that. and that he has a headache and That's he can't right. come to work. God, I hate for the moose that he has the flu and he can't yeah, come. I ache for moose. I yearn like, for Pete Bilotti. <laughs> no I one has like ever Kate said so. that. What? I, I, no one's ever said that. I That's yearn, true. I yearn, I yearn for Pete Bilotti. Yeah. I ache for him. Yeah. I've said it before. Stop, Mike. Oh, it's true. When people have been out for a couple weeks, I'm like, I, I yearn for Pete. Right. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually I'm being serious. Believe I believe you're saying that. Yes. Yeah, good job. Thank you. I don't know. You seem happy when, like, Billy's on the board. No, nah, it's Connor's true. on no, the board. It's like a day you or, love it's like Sam. A, careful. Billy is in the newsroom, Mike. I mean, it, no, it's like oh, a yeah, day or two, tall. and then after a couple days, I'm like, I could use some Pete back. Yeah. No, but mm. Pete, all kidding aside. And then after Andrew's two weeks, right. you're like, where's Billy? Yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. how the cycle works. Yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, Pete, he doesn't miss you. Like when you're not here, it's, he's, it's true. Andrew's right, Mike. You don't. You like everybody else, but Pete. No, yeah, he, he he misses Pete because you know Mike doesn't want the pressure of of handling everything. Oh it's no, nice, Mike. It's nice having someone next to me that knows the routine, and you don't have to that's go through why it he, every time. He yearns for him, aches. I've never heard a coach talk about the fact that. Uh, another player aches for another injured player. Well, it's just a typical example of someone when they get in front of a camera or a mic, they try to brag about how vast their vocabulary is and their dictation and stuff. And they're, they're, you, know, they're like, you know, that's what that is. You're right. Mike Tomlin, very proud <laughs> yes. of his dictation. Yes, dictation. Go ahead, Andrew. Thank you, Mark. This team whacked us good. Tomlin also added yesterday that newly acquired defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick will get limited snaps this weekend. On the night, they set a big league record with their fifth player hitting his 30th homer. The Twins beat the White Sox in the 12th without making contact. And the 1-1 inside. That hit him. It hit him. And the Twins win. Now the White Sox may say that got the bat, not the arm. They can ask to take a look at this, but the Twins are celebrating a walk-off hit by pitch. Corey Talk Probus. about the sense of urgency, man. And the 1-1 inside. That hit him. It oh, hit him. Boy, and the Twins win. Now the White Sox may say that got the bat, not the arm. Now that's Corey Provis on right. Twins uh, Radio, Twins Radio. <laughs> Ronald Torrey is in with the bases loaded to cap <laughs> off a three-run rally for a 9-8 win in 12. Minnesota maintains its five-game lead on Cleveland atop the AL Central. The Brewers and Cubs are even for the second NL wildcard this morning. Milwaukee down San Diego 3-1 as Chicago lost at home to the Reds 4-2. The Mets are four games behind them after a 6-1 victory at Coors Field. Yankees reliever Dylan Batance is done for the season. A partially torn left Achilles. He suffered that in his season debut on Sunday. The diagnosis revealed after an 8-0 home win over the Angels. Luis Severino made his season debut and posted four shutout innings. Let me interrupt you. So I, I get this text overnight. And I get up for work and I see this text. 
and it comes into my cell phone area like I don't know, 2 a.m. Okay. A friend of mine who is on business, and he always travels international. He works for WWE, and he texts me a nice message. I haven't talked to him in a while. And he's in a country. I have no idea where he is. It's called Rahadyad. Rahadyada. Riyadh? Riyadh. That's it. Yeah. I think that's a city. Where is this? Yeah. Can you tell me where it is? I have no idea. That I'm, might I'm, be Saudi Arabia. I only yeah, know I American. That is Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's probably where he is. Yeah. I only know American, uh, you know, American cities. Wait, it, it stamped it where he was? No, he, he said, he he said oh, oh, and by the way, good morning from Riyadh. Oh, oh, nice. Ah. Look at you. Yeah. It's a long, long text. Nice. One of the few people in the wrestling so he's business that's still like He's got the international plan. Me. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Money's no object for him, so he's very wealthy. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's one of the very rare people from the wrestling business that like me. Most hate me. Ah. It's kind of like the radio business. Well, why is what? Al Dukes near our show, Moose, and why is he writing something? What I don't are you doing? Know. Okay, he's none of our business, I guess. He's, he's taking writing. notes, dude. What's he yeah, doing? Man, I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's learning a, how to produce. you yeah. got to watch. He's a so stooge well. to hold well, on the If you follow him on Twitter, he's a maroon. Yeah. A fan of his called him a maroon this morning. Not a moron, a maroon. A moron. Yeah, yeah, he'll run. He's a stooge, too. He'll run the churn off and rat us out about something. you got to watch. He's sneaky. Yes. He's always been sneaky for years. Yeah, so anyway, Andrew, you done? What's going on, Andrew? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So, all right, here we go, the three. There we go. Yep. All right, bring that. There we go. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Giants make the move to Daniel Jones. They do. They make that quarterback switch. Daniel Jones is now the starter. Eli is on the bench. And for all intents and purposes, the Eli Manning uh, Manning era has come to an end uh, for Big Blue. Um, And Daniel Jones, he gets to start this week as the Giants 0-2 on the road in Tampa. We talked a lot about it earlier on the program. First hour, uh, Taz uh, provides a little bit of cover. Giant fans are now hopeful. See what the young quarterback can do. They hope he now becomes the franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years. Uh, And uh, we'll see what Manning's next journey is. It could be this is it for him. Maybe he forces a trade. And uh, maybe he goes into retirement after the year. Who knows? But uh, his days of being the guy with the Giants are over. Well, our guest earlier in this episode here, Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the, of the New York Jets and EVP, uh, former AVP of football operations for the Dolphins. He kind of, I don't know what you took from it, Moose. I kind of got a vibe from Mike that he felt like maybe Manning ends up someplace else. Like his, he, he, I love the way yeah, he explained he it. Like he stripped the guy down. He's a competitor. So yeah, I don't know. He might be. He, he kind of feels like he'll end up somewhere. And I, I felt like he was alluding to Jacksonville. I guess, he got that know. sense. Yeah, he got yeah. that sense that if he had a, a guess that maybe with the Jaguars down there with Coughlin, um, and maybe that ends up being the case, Taz. But uh, uh, the switch was made yesterday. The Giants pulled the plug, and now uh, the general manager and the head coach got a little cover. All right, next. Number two. Jalen Ramsey says, I want to win. Jalen Ramsey certainly does that, Taz. He wants to win. Um, He cleared up some stuff. You know, he said he's going to play hard. Um, We'll see where that relationship goes with Jacksonville. Maybe it's something that could be mended. The Jaguars reportedly are looking for two first-round draft choices for Jalen Ramsey. I love Ramsey. Mm. I do. I can watch him. He could be on my team any day of the week. Uh, He wants to win. He plays hard. He's a really good corner. As I mentioned earlier, that's why you draft uh, to get guys a talented level of Jalen Ramsey. If I were the Jaguars, if there's anything you can do to rectify the situation, I would try and go out there and do it. 
Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. You know, I do. And you and I had a long conversation about this earlier. So anybody wants to hear it, download the podcast uh, every day for free. Taz and the Moose at either Apple Podcasts or Radio.com. Or uh, go to a Stitcher and you can download it there also wherever you get your podcast. Regardless, I do think and, and that Ramsey stays with the Jaguars. They're going to figure this out. they got to figure it out. Uh, let him, let Marone and him sit in a room, hammer this thing out. Coughlin there, figure this whole thing out. Can't let this guy go. And you know what, Jalen, you belong on that team. You got a lot. Your boys are all on that team. You're tight with those guys. You could tell in the audio we played earlier. Audio, he doesn't want anyone to think, especially his teammates, that he don't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. Um, he wants to play this Thursday night. Uh, you know when they're playing the Titans. I believe they're playing the Titans. So yeah. So uh, I think he stays, man. I think he stays put with the Jaguars. Uh, all right, number three. Number three. Mike Yastrzemski, homers in Fenway debut. 3-1, Yastrzemski, it's a high drive center field. Jackie Bradley going back, looking up, it's gone! And you can only imagine what's going through the head of Mike Yastrzemski. And his whole family, he has homered at Fenway Park. Oh, I mean, great story. His, um, his grandfather, Carl, we know, legendary Red Sox. Uh, he was walking uh, the field with Mike Yastrzemski before the game. Uh, he played left field, uh, something that Yaz did for the Boston Red Sox yeah. as well. Uh, hit his 20th home run to straightaway center field. I mean, kind of just one of those late season moments. Has had a really good year on a team that's underperformed this year with the San Francisco Giants. But uh, that has been, uh, and that was a great story. Great scene last night. Getting a standing ovation when he's going back to the dugout as well. The Red Sox fan, the baseball fan, very smart fan. They get it. They understand it. And to see his family and Carl, I mean, unbelievable scene. That's why you watch it. I mean, that's to get that kind of moment. Great moment. No doubt. It was an awesome, awesome moment. And and the young Yaz will remember that the rest of his life, man. That was that was uh, really, it was kind of it was kind of eerie, but cool at the same time. Seeing him hit a big dinger right there where his grandfather, who was great, as you said, uh, Carl Yastrzemski was an amazing player. I got to see him play a lot. You know, even though I wasn't a Yankee fan, I'd watch some of those Yankee Red Sox games, you know, because I didn't have cable TV as a kid, didn't have, you know, just either, got, either as a New Yorker, I watched the Mets or the Yankees. Yeah. So I, 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 whenever they were playing the Sox, I'd have to watch, and you'd see Carl Yastrzemski. So, it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was. And a good scene last night up there in Beantown. So there you have it. Uh, your three big stories here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, Eli's done with the Giants. Jones in. Me- uh, Ramsey meet with the media. Yastrzemski, Mike, that is, hitting a home run for the Giants up in Boston against the, the Red Sox. Yeah, as we go to break, you know, on the other side of break, we got a little memory lane. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do have a little memory lane. And we got the undercard for you as well. Oh, yeah, we it's got that. Taz and the Moose with you, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, yeah, an epic moment uh, for me personally. Because I love when I get things right. Moose, you know this. Uh, sometimes I get things perfectly right. Sometimes I'm half right. You, sometimes Moose. Sometimes not so much. That's true. But you are always right. No. And I'm men's I'm and men's not. right. No. So I'd love to throw true. to my own audio here. It's there kinda, you go. Let's go to it. A little memory lane. A little memory lane action. Here we go. Ah, the memories. Let's take a stroll down memory lane with Taz and the Moose. 
once the player kind of has that public acknowledgement in any way, shape, or form, I do think that that makes it easier for the front office and the coaching staff and the brass of the Giants to make that move to Daniel Jones. I don't think they're going to give up on Eli or throw him. Because once you do that, Eli's Giant days are over. You're not going back to him unless Daniel Jones gets hurt. That's the way I view to get Taz, but it'll be interesting to see. We look at it a little bit differently. It'll be interesting to see what the Giants eventually do this week. I'd be absolutely stunned if we get a report in the next day and a half that he's starting against the Buccaneers. And listen, I could be wrong. Maybe in a couple days they name Daniel Jones the starting quarterback. I would not be shocked, like I said. But you're right. We agree to disagree. No problem. We'll see who's the starter soon here when they play the Bucs and they go down to Tampa. Well, there you go. There Daniel oh, Jones is the starter. All right. Good call. Yeah. Give you props a little bit earlier on the show. There you yeah, go. She did, Moose. You know, I like maybe every segment, you know, you tip your cap Time to the man. Time to answer the Ask the Pros question of the day. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Bob in Denver. Should Adam Vinatieri just retire? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. And, uh... Adam Vinatieri, I guess he is uh, not going to retire. There were some thoughts that maybe potentially Taz that he would. has gotten off to an awful start. He's mm. in his mid-40s, legendary kicker, big-time kicker with the uh, Patriots and Colts. He's right. won a lot, championships and the like. But uh, he's going to try and der- try his darndest to work his way out of it. You know, I got a feeling he's going to work his way out of it. I do. I mean, we were talking about him. I thought it was yesterday, the day before, you and I, Moose, and yeah, you know, he's like one of the only you know, rare kickers that you'll hear that you can just he's, he's a, I don't want to say he's a household name, but as far as people who follow sports, especially football fans, they know exactly who he is and all the success he had with the Patriots, as you said, and the Colts, obviously. So yeah, and um, um, I think he hope, works his way out of it. I hope so. I mean, I hope so. Uh, you know, he, you know the uh, Jim Irsay saying he was concerned about the kicking situation after their latest game, which was a victory on the road down in Tennessee, Taz. Uh, you want to see it end well for Vinatieri. Uh, so I'm rooting for him. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right. All right. Well, thanks to Bob in Denver, by the way, for that question. Yes. Bobby in Denver. Thank you. Yeah. Bobby, Robbie, Bobby. Are we going to get along the car action? Yes. You ready? Let's go. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Oh, yeah. Here we go, buddy. All right, Mike. All right, you have to pick one of these to bet with. Which one are you more confident with? The Pats beating the Jets by 23 points or more, or the Cowboys beating the Dolphins, let's say, at 21 and a half points? Mm, I'll go Uh, first if you want. Sure. I'll, I'll go Cowboys. Uh, I'd probably say Dallas. Yeah, I, I think Cowboys. I'd be more confident in that. Dolphins just they're going to be a doormat. It's unfortunate. Uh, all season long, no doubt. Uh, now they go on the road, trading off their best players. I mean, Williams will put together some sort of a defensive game plan to try and slow New England down. You know, you hope Falk doesn't have the kind of game where he throws three or four interceptions. Taz, he had a lot of dump-offs when he stepped in for the injured Simeon on, on Monday night against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, where you saw Le'Veon Bell have 10 receptions. I, I'd, I'd give the Jets, a, I agree, I'd give the Jets a, a better chance of keeping it close against New England than I would Miami against Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is going to blow the doors off the Dolphins. Bad. 
Yeah, I, I, I would probably think that they're both going to cover. I don't think anyone's taken. I'd be surprised. Would you take the Jets plus the points with any confidence? No. Would you put any money on it? Would no. You take, you know, I no, mean, when I, we do our picks, dude, on Friday, we shouldn't we shouldn't pick these two games. Let's challenge ourselves. Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to pick those games. There's enough on the slate. There's no. Uh, there's enough to, to go from there. It's time we challenge ourselves here a little bit. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> all right. Next. We're all overpaid. Yes. <laughs> Not me. Uh, it's National Cheeseburger Day. Not today. me either. How do you plan on celebrating? What's that? It's National Cheeseburger <laughs> Day today. How, yeah. how do you plan on celebrating? Not eating a cheeseburger. Um. Yeah. Well. Are you gonna eat a cheeseburger today, Ted? Well. Everything's got a day. I, I probably won't. I probably will not eat. I know you're right. Everything. What was everything it earlier in the week, it was, uh, Mike? It what, was, what day was it? Oh, I don't even remember now. Yeah, it was <laughs> not hot dogs. It was. It was not, no. It was no. It was not hot dogs because hot dog has a uh, has a day. It was something else. It was. Uh, oh, you're so serious. I feel like it was a dessert. Was no, it uh, cannoli? No. Uh, <laughs> what was it? A tiramisu? Tiramisu day? Oh, no. Something stupid. Yeah, Tamasu's not stupid. That's pretty stupid. No, no, no. It was something that was like, why would that have a day? Fondue day? <laughs> no, yeah. Fondue. <laughs> fondue. You ever had fondue? I never no. had it. Yeah, oh, guacamole day. day. That was it. Mike uh, got it. Mike guacamole. Got it. That's that it. was it. Guac yes, day. It was guacamole Guac day, day Jones. Thank you. Good job, Mike. Will I have a hamburger today? I will not. Will I have a cheeseburger? I will not, even though I do like them, uh, but I will not. Cheeseburgers are great. Well, bacon cheeseburger. I don't do onion. the bacon. I don't do the bacon. Oh. Bro, bacon listen to me. I do my... Burger is very simple. I do a burger. Yeah. I do cheese, ketchup, pickles. A little Tabasco, we walk away. No tomato, no ketchup, I got no it. lettuce. Bacon, cheddar. You got to season the burger properly. Salt and pepper on either side. Ooh. Nice hot grill. You put a little caramelized onion on the top. Oh, wow. You can put a little bacon jam. I mean, a little tomato jam, and away oh. you go. You're going gourmet you burger. Go. Boom. You went gourmet burger. I went legendary. But you lost me at caramelized onion because I uh, love a caramelized uh, onion. I went legendary. You did. You went legendary fancy Dan go. burger. I yeah. went more blue collar tailgate burger. I went. No, I went. You can make that burger at a tailgate. That's fancy though. No, you can make that burger. You can make that burger anywhere. You don't have to. You don't have to be the, the sous chef at a fine culinary institution know, to make that burger. You can make that. You can make tomato jam to. A fancier way, a thicker ketchup. It's an easier way look to do it. How stupid those guys look on those chairs on TV. Sorry. Guys. Next. <laughs> this is the Moose. And I am Taz. We get ready, Moose, for the always pop-up. That'll be doing it again. There it is. That's there it. you That's go. What's what up? Ah, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Say by the Bell reboot with Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley is coming to NBC's streaming service. Nice. Any interest in the yes. Say by the Bell Absolutely. reboot? Love uh, it. Let me think about it. Nope. Uh, Love it. I can't wait. Let me break. I can't wait. It's great. I don't give a rat's ass. I know you don't. It's not your time. Not. I, no, was, I was, was not. winning world championships during that time. I, well, it doesn't, it, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You're, you're older. I am older. You're an oh, older thanks. male. <laughs> it's, it, that was not your. That you're was older. not during your heyday. For the younger people out there, they what do am look forward to that. Joe Beningo now? With, you're an old man. I'm not an old man. You're an older I'm not, man. I'm an older. I'm an older. You're an older man. That's not I'm your generation. That's not your thing. Yes, you're very distinguished. But, but Saved by the Bell is not in your wheelhouse. In viewing pleasure, you're old. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I, what about this? What that. about this? Would you? But yes, I will. I'm excited. Saved by the Bell was great. Same here. Moose. I'm one of those. That's great. I'm one of those. Uh, I'm one of those so home improvement. One of those home. Yeah. 
So genuine. You're the master of being genuine. <laughs> you. <laughs> you talking about me being genuine. You, you interested in those home improvement things? They're doing a home improvement TV show about the Brady Bunch house. That is called money. I don't know uh, if you guys knew about no, that. No, I did see they're that. Doing a, yeah, they're doing that. They, they're going to have all the Brady people in there, the actors, come in there, and they're taking that house that's somewhere in California, mm-hmm. and they're going to refurbish the whole house. Oh, nice. Pretty, I don't cool. know which one of those, you know, channels. I don't know I what one of these. It HGTV. has to be like TLC or something like that. TLC, is it? HGTV. HGTV. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, that doesn't pique my interest. But Saved by the Bell does. But I yeah. get why you'd be interested. A lot of people are into those type of shows. Yeah, Brady Bunch stuff. Um, all right, good job, Taz. Mike, Pete, oh, yeah. fantastic. Right. Uh, uh, Bogus with the updates. Guys, you. have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. Uh, Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.